for the thousands in attendance and the millions watching around the world. We are live and amplified. So let's get ready to podcast. Fire it up. Welcome back to Strings and Stories. I'm your host, Tom Quiet. Uh, we're sitting here with our featured guest, Kat Greta. How's it going today, Kat? Hi, I'm great, thanks. How are you? I'm doing well. I'm doing really well. I'm excited to have you back. You know, it's uh, it's been a little over a year. We first met during the uh, the uh, Pan Can fundraiser that I did last year. Um, and we were talking a little bit before we jumped on here about the unusual circumstance in which you were coming to us from. Uh, last time we met, you were, I think you were working, if I'm not mistaken. I was at work at the time. That's right. I was baking some cakes. Yeah. I had you in front of me and I had the oven with the cakes behind me. Yeah. <laughs> it, I just remember because you, I think you'd kind of warned me about that. And I was like, eh, it's a fundraiser. We'll be good. And then I, it was just <laughs> a very memorable moment. So. Funny, yeah, and I was just telling you about the other distractions I might have today, hey. It's all good, it's all good. But uh, excited to catch up with you, it's been a little under a year. Um, for everybody that's just kind of meeting you for the first time, because Strings and Stories has a completely different audience than our podcast, uh, kind of take a second to introduce yourself, uh, what got you into music, stuff of that nature. Yeah, cool. I've, I've been into music really my whole life. Uh, I grew up playing uh, drums and piano. So my parents were awesome in that they, they gave me a lot of lessons growing up. And then it wasn't really until, say, two years ago that I got into songwriting. Uh, so before that, I uh, enrolled in classical piano and orchestral percussion. Um, for at university and uh, it wasn't quite the right fit for me so then uh, yeah I, I got into songwriting and I've just never looked back. Nice. What was it about songwriting that kind of spoke to you? I think it's the fact that I can be really vulnerable and express myself like the deepest part of myself mm -hmm. whereas the other instruments maybe uh, yeah they're very expressive in you know the performance and and what have you but um lyrically i can i can speak more and and um play around a bit more there for sure for sure that makes complete sense uh so you when did when did you say you started uh like writing music was that during school or was that a couple of years ago well Oh yeah, I'd sort of messed around in school, nothing too serious, just you know, I had a few um joke projects, you know, I did some comedy songs, just yeah. And then um after that, yeah, like not until about two years ago that I thought, no, I think I want to give this a real crack. It's just something that's deep in my gut that I've I've always wanted to do. And if not now, then when am I going to get the chance to do it? You know, my um, 
I think what really sparked that in me was the fact that my both my parents were quite unwell um, and just seeing their health decline uh, really hit home for me that you, you don't just have all the time in the world. You know, if you've, if you've got a dream, you've got to do it. You've got to live in the moment and, and do what you can. For sure, for sure. So we can't just gloss over the comedy music that you brought up. Oh, no. Like, were, were you writing like parody songs or were you just like, it was just like funny, quirky songs? Parody songs, um, lots of crude humor, stuff basically that they would never imagine of us at a private all girls school. So, you know, I got together with a buddy of mine and we were in year 11 and year 12 and after school we were meant to study but instead of that we were writing these really rude songs and just laughing laughing and laughing and then we performed it uh in front of our friends at lunchtime and they loved it and of course you know i <laughs> just the encouragement just made us write more and then in the end, some other kids who we weren't mates with necessarily came up to us and said, oh, we heard about your songs. Do you mind performing them for us? So we got together and did that. And then it just grew until we got the chance to perform them in assembly, nice. which I cannot believe we were with doing it, uh, but we did. Nice. <laughs> and teachers came up saying, oh, I can't believe you just said that, that you did and good on you. And then we performed them at the Year 12 Valedictory with all of the parents. Guys. Yeah. So th that was kind of the jumping off point to everything that you're doing now. Yeah, I suppose that that sort of sparked a fire in me yeah. that uh, had fun with that. Yeah. And uh, had to do it. Yeah. Because yeah. I like, I mean, I understand the thought that it's like the the parody songs. You, you you might grow out of them, but then again, like somebody like Weird Al has made a killing doing that his entire life. You know, like that's what he's done. But yeah. you, you know, it, it's just one of those things where it's like, I, I understand wanting to write your own music and kind of start expressing your own feelings and uh, getting your own creative opinion out there. Um, so w w with that, with that kind of in your past now, and then making the truth. Uh, transition that's the word I'm looking for making that transition to uh like writing your own music uh what's kind of been the journey like for you there because I like I know when we talked previously you'd mentioned that the song that you just released is more of a pop song what's kind of that journey to find your sound been like for you yeah it's been an interesting journey so my EP was very much uh rock you know it had some elements of pop in there but I was playing around more with the rock production at that stage and uh but little did I know really at the time that when I was right when I first wrote the song um on the piano uh it really was a pop song so I'm thinking now, wouldn't it be interesting to go back to the EP and do a remix and see what that sounds like as as a pop, you know, as a pop EP? Yeah. But uh, so this latest song, uh, 
I didn't initially set out for it to be a pop song specifically, mm-hmm. but, you know, making each decision, um, it turned out to be very much a pop song. With the new single, In the Works, it's going to be out here in the next couple of weeks. W- what's kind of the story behind this project? So, Season to Believe, uh, the actual meaning behind the song uh, didn't come to me until after all of the chords and the melody were written. And it's it's interesting because when I write, it, it tends to be from my subconscious and it's a message that speaks to me afterwards. So looking back uh, and the lyrics as well, you know, I I noticed that it's about believing in myself. Um, so in my EP, you probably remember that I didn't sing in the, in the EP and I've had this, I don't know, I've had this lack of confidence in my voice mm-hmm. for a long time it wasn't until recently that I thought, no, you know, it's my story. Like it's my song. It's my story. I need to get over that, that fear and, and gain the confidence. So that's what it's about really. Gotcha. What was that tipping point for you that you kind of made that decision that you needed to be the one singing? What was kind of that tipping point? I think during my performances, uh, I would be playing the drums and I felt like I just had more to give. I couldn't explain it at the time, but I really wanted to just get up and grab the microphone and sing myself. And I think it was just a slow realisation and it wasn't until I had that opportunity to be on stage and start singing my own songs and getting other people's feedback, you know, saying, why don't you sing? And I would always come back with, well, I can't sing. Um, So, yeah, I really had to look at why I was thinking these things. And so I've done a lot of inner work with with that and my self-confidence and uh, finally, yeah, like in the song it says season, it's called Season to Believe, so it, it's just about finally yeah. the time for me to believe in my yeah. yeah. So how does it feel to have this newfound freedom to express yourself through singing? Yeah, really liberating. It really is because I'm getting to truly express myself. I really, uh, I've worked through a lot of inner struggles and notice that now as as a singer songwriter it's such a vulnerable place to be in and for me it's the most pure form of expression so i'm really glad to have gone through that and and this whole journey to get here and realize how important it is to me do you find that it's easier to write music now that knowing that it's going to be your voice singing it or is it kind of the same for you yeah absolutely uh knowing my range uh knowing my timbre what I sound like and and what instruments would sound you know go along well with my voice it's a lot easier to write because sitting down at the piano uh you know writing a melody 
not knowing whether there's going to be a male vocal or a female vocal. Mm-hmm. Uh, so in the end, I want I want the vocals to be the number one thing to focus on, and then everything else is uh, supporting it. Mm-hmm. So it's it is easier for me now. Nice, nice. It you know it's it's always kind of interesting to kind of dive in a little bit on that when, especially when you go from being specifically a songwriter. And yes, you're playing your music to a degree, but you're not singing your own music to deciding that you're going to make that transition to actually start singing your music, watching that transition of how much more authentic that music becomes because you're writing it for yourself, from yourself. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. It's totally different. And I'm loving the journey, learning so much about myself. And uh, it's a never-ending journey, really. Mm. So it's exciting. Uh, yeah, this latest single, um, like you said, it's probably the most authentic expression of of my art so far. Yeah, for sure. Because um, as you've kind of gone through the, I'm going to call it the process of kind of figuring out what kind of musician you wanted to be, you know, first experimenting with, a more rock sound and then kind of naturally progressing into like pop music. Uh, who have you been yeah. listening to? Who have been some of your influences? I've been influenced by a lot of artists, but mainly uh, artists from the seventies and sixties. So listening to a lot of Fleetwood Mac, for example, uh, the Carpenters, mm. I love, I love the melodies and um basically yeah, generally the, the melodies and chord progressions of that time in mm-hmm. age uh so so focusing on that but also uh wanting to turn it into my own style and and a modern version of that whatever that is uh and trying not to be influenced too much by uh what is popular uh what's being played on the radio i i'm trying to just express myself with any without any um any barriers so uh that in itself I suppose is a bit of a risk but uh yeah that's what I've tried to do with this song for sure for sure so as you're kind of approaching the release date for this song you've got a little less than two weeks um what's kind of running through your mind right now as we approach the final stages here well, I I am happy with the song, so all I can do really is, well, besides all of the admin and, you know, interviews and things like that, yeah. um, I am excited. I'm excited about it because I'll, I will get to uh, release it knowing that it's the very best that I could do mm-hmm. with this song. Um, there was a time that I, I had the song. It was what I thought was a finished version of it. And... Um, then I got distracted by some of the things that I heard on the radio. I thought, oh, maybe this sound is more in, you know. So went back to the studio and made some tweaks. But when I made those tweaks, it actually made the song sound worse. Mm. So go back to my own expression and what I heard step by step. 
to make the finished product, which I'm now happy with. For sure, for sure. It's it, it's one of those things where you were letting it mature and then you went back to kind of change it because you didn't think that it was going to fit and that it, it it's all a natural progression, especially when you're kind of experimenting with a new sound and you want people to like it. And it's, it's really hard to ignore those outside influences. Believe me, I, I, I a hundred percent understand that where it's like, you hear something and it's like, Oh, this is what they like. Well, let me see if I yeah. can get this to fit that. And then it yeah. just spirals out of control from there. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. So, so that's, that's interesting to deal with. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Oh, um, Let's take another musical break here really quick, and then we'll come back and talk a little bit more about the new single and everything you got going on for the rest of the, I'm about to say summer, but I guess it's, I guess technically for you, it would be summer because you're coming from, to us from Australia. So with this new single, are you looking at like a bigger project with it? Or are you going to kind of just release it as a single and just kind of see where things go for now? So I'm going to release it as a single, uh, but I would love to write an album which uh, which goes along with this single. So I've got a lot of material that, I, that I'm ready to play around with and, and make uh, a similar type of production to the single. So it really is uh, saying, you know, here's, here's a piece of what I've got and uh, going to be more of this to come. Nice. And do you think this is kind of your what you want your sound to be moving forward or do you think do you kind of see your sound being ebb and flowing where it's just kind of whatever the mood strikes you i think in the short term it's going to be this kind of sound for sure mm -hmm. I, I can't speak what, what i will do in say 10 years time but yeah. now uh this is my most authentic form of uh, songwriting uh, so i have to follow that um, having said that, though, I am still very much a rock performer. Yeah. So when I get on stage, the song will transform into something completely different. So I will get behind the drums sometimes. I will play some keys. Um, and, yeah, it's going to be a rock performance. But I think for uh, sonically and production-wise, it's going to remain like a pop production. Mm -hmm. For sure. And that's, that's fair. You know, it's one of those things where you, you got to kind of mold to what the setting is. Cause uh, yeah. you know, like it's a pop song, but if it, if it calls to be a little bit more, uh, I don't want to say upbeat cause that that's not the right term, but like a little bit more Rocky, uh, you know, yeah. it, it definitely makes sense. Um, Speaking of like live performances and stuff, what does your current live performance setup look like? Is it you and a backup band, or what does that currently look like? Yeah, so it's it's me and a and a band. So I I do the vocals, and um, a friend of mine is a guitar player, and he sings harmonies. Uh, there's another drummer as well, and a bass player. So uh, you know I. As well as singing, I do love to play some drums mm -hmm. and play the keyboard and percussion. So I love, yeah, I like to just move around and and do it. You know, mm -hmm. I love to get the audience involved as well because, yeah, it's it's a funny thing. 
at our gigs, the audience end up coming up and they want to have a play of the drums too. So they might grab the sticks and play some toms for a while or grab the tambourine and play that out in the audience, which I love. Yeah. Uh, so I want to encourage that. I want I want to encourage people to play more music. For sure. For sure. I've always found it very interesting and like listening or seeing a band perform live where there where the drummer is also a singer, like either lead singer or backup singer or whatever it is. It's just like all that movement. And then you still got the ability to like sing. It's like, to me that I could barely comprehend playing the drums by themselves, let alone having to add in a fifth element. You know, you got your, both your hands going and your feet and all that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just. It's pretty crazy, isn't it? about it yeah for sure um... it's a it's just one of those things where it's just like wow my my brain cannot comprehend any of that right now so oh it's probably memory i don't know right um so uh how often are you playing shows right now are you playing pretty often or is it like a few and far between type situation well, it's been um, a couple of months since mm. since we've played last, but we've got a few shows coming up uh, with a single release. So we've mm. got a, a single launch show uh, down in Mornington, which is in Victoria, Australia. Mm. And then we're going to do a small tour around regional Victoria. Uh, so, yeah, there's a few shows lined up, which is exciting. I'm going to do a couple with a full band and a couple as a duo. Nice, nice, really cool. How's the uh, how's the independent scene been doing the last year or so in Australia? Because I've read some articles that you guys are losing music venues pretty pretty aggressively. It seems like. Yeah, it's been it's been a struggle for sure, and I feel like it needs to be spoken out about mm -hmm. even more. So yeah, the live music industry is basically on its knees and. Uh, uh, we really need the support of people to come along to gigs and, mm -hmm. um, yeah, yeah. We'll get through this though. I know. Yeah, for sure. I, I brought it up because, uh, about, uh, what was it? Maybe a month ago or so we started doing like news update style, yeah. style things on our YouTube channel. Um, yeah. and, uh, I read an article about, uh, some venues in Australia that were closing down because of insurance issues. Oh, yeah. 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 And I was like, oh, that's not good for the independent scene in general. So yeah, I, I wanted yeah. to bring that up really quick. So Kat, it's been an absolutely amazing time chatting with you. I'm really glad we got a chance to catch up. It's, it's been really hard to, interact with everybody on the in, on the uh, on the instagram like i'm some old old guy that doesn't know what instagram <laughs> is but oh uh, you know but like the last couple of weeks and months or whatnot we finally reconnected a little bit and it's been an absolute blast so i'm excited we got this worked out uh for anybody wow. that wants to check out your music shows keep up with you on social all that fun stuff uh where's the best place to find you Yep, you can find me on my website, it's catgreta.com, or my Instagram, it's just cat.greta, uh, Facebook, um, and YouTube. Awesome, awesome. And then just for funsies, we're going to call it just for funsies, I have a fun little game yeah. we, 
we play, I'm going to break out the random question generator and ask you the first question that pops up. Okay, all right. All right, here we go. If you could choose one superpower to help with your job, what would it be and why? Having an extra nanny attached to myself. Fair. Because... (laughs) Because I have a lot of cute distractions and just finding the time to write more would be great. Fair, fair. <laughs> Speaking of cute distractions, he uh, popped in a little bit ago and put his hand over the phone and said, no more. <laughs> I, it, I, yeah. I, it looked like he was trying to put his hand over the phone and I was like, oh, he wants oh. me to end this. So. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's done, isn't he? Yeah. <laughs> but... it's been an absolute blast i always enjoy chatting with you you're welcome back anytime so feel free to reach Uh, out and uh, we'll have you back on anytime 